out of Galatians 5. And you'll know this, but uh, let me read out. It says, But I say, walk by the Spirit, and you'll not gratify the desires of the flesh. For the desires of the flesh are against the Spirit, and the desires of the Spirit are against the flesh. For these are opposed to each other, to keep you from doing the things you want to do. But if you are led by the Spirit, you are not under the law. Now the works of the flesh are evident. So this is the works of the flesh. It says, sexual immorality, impurity, sensuality, idolatry, sorcery, and, and enmity, strife, jealousy, fits of anger, rivalries, uh, dissensions, dissensions, I don't know that word, uh, divisions, envy, drunkenness, orgies, and things like these. I warn you, as I warned you before, that those who do such things will not inherit the kingdom of God. And then in verse 22, it continues on, it says, but the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Against these things, such things, there is no law. And those who belong to Christ Jesus have crucified the flesh with its passions and desires. So as I'm sure you know, a lot of, them, a lot of you know this, so read it with me uh, as I say them. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Nine things, nine fruit of the Spirit that we can kind of like line our, our life up with. That's a little teaser for later. It might not make any sense now. But we can line our life up with, are you, feeling, are you close to the Spirit right now? Are you living your life in the flesh? Are you living your life in the Spirit? At the start of this year, is your life, is the fruit of your life and the fruit of your relationship with the Holy Spirit, is it love? Is it joy? Is it peace? Is it patience? Is it kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and is it self-control? Is that how you're living your life right now? It's a bit of a checklist. I love checklists. And um, can we line our life up with that? Now, I do believe the word I have for you tonight is a real word from God, that there's something to start off your year. You know, it's just a, a way to check yourself. At the start of 2021, you know, it was a rough year last year, as you've heard a lot. In the, it was obviously a rough year. A lot happened that we weren't expecting. Uh, but let's not focus on last year. Let's focus on what God can do this year. Let's line ourselves up with the Holy Spirit. Let's line ourselves up in our relationship with God to have our best year yet. You know, God wants us to live an abundant life, not just an average life, not, not, not even just an slightly above average life. He wants it to be abundant. He wants it to be greater than we could ever dream of. And so is that what you're expecting this year? Are you expecting that? Or is it, I hope I have a great year, but I secretly think that COVID's going to come back and it's all going to happen again. Are you thinking that abundant life or are you thinking that lockdown life? That's my question to you. Tonight is an opportunity to launch yourself into 2021. This is a launching point to check where your heart is, where your faith is, when I was talking about those miracles before, we were like, oh, that's cool for Emerge Youth. That's like Friday nights, let's see some miracles. That's really fun and that's kind of cute. Or were you thinking, is there a faith in you building saying, yes, let's see some miracles. Yeah, let's see the miraculous happening in Emerge Church. Is faith rising up in you or is it lying dormant? Do you have faith to see God move in your life this year? Do you have faith to see God move in your families this year? This is a challenge to myself. I have family members who we've invited to plenty of things, who we've tried to get to church, and they've come to events and all of that. Uh, but it's, it can get tiresome, it can get hard, but I need to check myself tonight. I need to step forward and launch myself and say, no, this is the year, this is the year that I'm gonna have faith to see them saved, to see them come into a relationship with God. So tonight we're gonna uh, pursue that, that launch, that fresh filling, that's, uh, that touch point tonight that's going to launch us off into 2021 and to a start so strong in our year. 
So as you can see, the title of my message is Due for a Service. Are you due for a service? Is that what you need to start your year with? Are you due for, for a little change, a little, a little clean up, a little touch up to start your year so you can do it right? And I want to, this is a great verse. I use it a lot because it's a great verse. And it's Matthew 6.33. Seek first the kingdom of God and all these things will be added to you. Let's pray together. Dear Lord, Father, we are so thankful, Father, you speak to us, that you speak to us through your word, you speak to us through worship, through your Holy Spirit, Father, and I just pray tonight, Lord, I just thank you that you have given me a word, I believe that I have a word from you tonight, and I just pray that I would be able to speak what you have, Father, Lord, that people tonight are going to be able to line themselves up with what you want, with your spirit, and with your plan for their life, God, I just pray tonight we would leave filled with faith, Lord, and filled with the fruit of your spirit, God, ready to take on 2021, ready to launch into it, and live an abundant life bigger than we could ever dream of. In Jesus' name, everyone said, amen, amen. So are you due for a service? Is there little things? There's always little things. I'm due for a service. I'm sure everyone in this room is due for a little service. There's always something that you've got to, you know, a little tweak. It's all about balance. You can't ever be everything at once. And so maybe, you know, right now you're great in this area, but you're not so good in this year. I know Pastor Julie is doing currently the, the shred, it's called, which is reading the Bible in 30 days, which is n- not an easy thing. Uh, and so I can promise you right now that Pastor Julie's reading of the Bible is better than it's probably ever been before. She is taking it all in. Now, I'm not going to say, maybe there's something else that uh, isn't so good because that maybe Neil's just like, can you stop reading the Bible? I want to talk to you. I don't know. <laughs> He wouldn't say that. He wouldn't say that. He loves the Word of God. Uh, that was a joke. But it's always a balance. There's always something. And so what is it tonight that you need to, you need to come into alignment with with God and say, all right, God, I, I just need a little check up here. I just need a little turn of the dial here tonight so that I can live my abundant life with you. And so uh, one thing that we might need a service for uh, is potentially a car. That's probably a good thing. I service my things I service, my guitars and my cars. They're expensive things. Uh, And so, you know, as as I've said from a platform before, and I'm sure you all remember it because it's such a beautiful car. I used to own this 2002 Hyundai Getz that was bright yellow. It goes zero to 100 in two minutes. It had all natural air con. I don't want any of that environment destroying air con. Windows down. The wind of the Lord. It was the godly aircon. You know, it was easy to find in car parks because it was bright yellow. I got a white car now. It's like, oh, is it there? Is it there? But bright yellow <laughs> shines. It's like a city on a hill. Uh, the thing is, though, it did have its downfalls. It didn't have central locking, whatever it's called. Like, you know, it didn't have the button to unlock it now. And so, you know, every time now when I unlock my car, I'm like, Hoo-hoo! the next step. The next step is one of those where you press the button on the doorknob. When I've borrowed Pastor Mark's car or something like that, oh my goodness, it's like you're living in luxury. But it didn't have central locking. It didn't have a button. And so I would have to go up and unlock it with the key. Just completely, oh my goodness, is disgusting. But not only, not only did I have to use the key, you, ha- you couldn't just do it, but you had to like get it in the perfect spot. This is, oh my goodness, like... First car, this is perfect for a first car. You can't have a good car as a first car. That'd be terrible. So you'd put it in. Let me give you, you'd put it in and you'd have to pull it out a slightly. So like just the tiniest bit and you kind of feel it and then boom, done. So other people would try to unlock it. They couldn't do it. So if someone tried to steal my car with the keys, they couldn't even do it. But I could do it. Now, 
it, it was a real problem sometimes. Some days it just wouldn't work. And like, would I want to get it fixed? No, the car wasn't that good. So I was like, I'll just live with it. But one day I was in the shopping center and I came out, I bought something, I'd, I'd come to my car and I, I put it in, I pulled it out slightly, I felt it, it was in the right spot, I went to turn it, ah, it wasn't working. In, out, slightly, ah, it's not working. And sometimes this happened, but this time it happened for like five to seven minutes, like not even joking, I was feeling like a bit of a fool, and like people are going to think I'm breaking into this car, but... I was going, and I'm like, oh my goodness, what am I going to do? I'm going to have to call RACQ. I thought the key had finally died. And then I did it, and I just took a step back. I'm like, oh my goodness, what am I going to do? I didn't turn to God. Maybe I should have. Maybe I should have prayed over the key or something like that. And I turn around, and I see another yellow gets right behind me. (laughs) Oh, that one has my number plate. This one doesn't. So I quickly got in, and I drove off without anyone looking around. So it's easy to find, but um, it's also easy to find other people's bright yellow gets as well. So there you go. Uh, so as much as I had all those problems and I could find it, I loved it a lot. Um, you, literally, you'd plant the, your foot on the floor and it kind of go. Uh, but I still got it serviced, believe it or not. And so everyone knows you've got to service your cars. Hopefully, you know you've got to service your cars. I know some people, a light turns on and they're like, oh, look, a light. That's nice. Um, but you've got to service your car so that it keeps running. Some people just laughed in a real guilty way. They're like, ha, <laughs> um, To keep it going, if you want your car to keep living, like especially with my car that I have now, I like, it's a bit nicer, and so I definitely service that. Uh, and to keep going. The thing is, I have a friend that isn't here tonight, so I can probably expose him. His name is Jack Elmendorp. You may know him. He owns this, uh, I don't know what kind of car it is, a Corolla. It's like a, a Corolla. He loves that thing. Uh, I don't love that thing. The last time I got in it, the last time I got in that car, literally, when you're driving, it like would start shaking. Go, go, go. And, he's, and I'm like, what is that? And he's like, ah, oh, it's just the petrol tank. And I'm like, why, why is your car shaking because the petrol tank? And he's like, it's fine, it's fine. I'm like, but he had serviced it. To his credit, he had serviced it. I think that thing's just dead. So maybe he needs to just sell it for parts or something like that. Um, but the thing is, if you don't service your car, if you don't service your car, firstly, it's going to, you know, not be good. It'll eventually die or something like that. But if you don't service your car, it's going to start telling you that it needs a service. It's going to start shaking. It's going to start making noises. It's going to start going, when you drive out of the car park or something like that. It's going to start telling you that it needs a service. And the same, that same thing is for our life. If you need a service, if, you need, if you're due for a service in your life, your life is going to start making some noises. It's going to start shaking a little bit. It's going to start telling you. There's little signs. And this is where we come back to our fruit of the Spirit. And so if you're due for a service or you are due for a service, it just depends where, where in your life is making those small noises? What is happening in your life? Where, you know, where in, in what situations are you getting angrier than you probably should? Where are you reacting, overreacting, where you probably don't need to overreact? Um, even, even where are you getting sick, where, you know, you weren't getting sick before? Where are you not having, finding joy where you found joy before? Where are you not having the self-control that you did before? What areas in your life are making those noises? What's shaking in your life a little bit? God is trying to tell you. God is giving you a sign. It's like, this is what you need to look at. This is what we need to service. This is what we need to change. But... Are you turning to God or are you turning to your own kind of uh, ways of fixing of it? I think in 2021, 
I, I'll speak for myself because I can't speak for you. I think too often I probably turn to my own, well, I probably turn to Google too many times. Literally, like Googling is a pandemic in itself just because it can get every answer. But are you turning to God straight away? Are you, Matthew 6.33, are you seeking God first? Are you seeking him as the answer to that little noise, that little shake every time? And so, you know, if you're getting, if you're fighting with, your, with someone, if you're getting sick, you know, in those situations, our first response should always be to God. Now, I'm not saying that uh, any of those other things, so I'm, I'm not saying that going to the doctor is a bad thing. I'm not saying that even in a relationship that getting counseling is a bad thing. That's not a bad thing. But are you seeking God first? Is God your first answer? Is he your first mechanic that you go to? Or are you going to Google as your first thing? And so tonight, as I continue in, as later on, as we go into some, some worship and some ministry time, I want us to be able to spend an opportunity to spend some time to look at ourselves, look in at the start of 2021 and say, what is it in my life? God, show to me what is it in my life that I need to change. It's going to be a bit of a vulnerable, vulnerable moment because it's not nice to look at the things that aren't going right. We like to look at the things that are going right. I could tell you everything that's going great in my life right now, but I don't want to stand up here and tell you everything that I need to fix because there's things in my life I need to fix. And so it's, we need to get before God and we need to say, God, what is it that I need to fix? And don't just stop there. Don't then uh, go and find our own solutions. God, how do I fix this? God, what do I need to do to fix that? And tonight, I believe, this is my word, that I believe that people are going to find their breakthrough tonight. This is going to be the launching point, that if you can look to God, that if you can seek God first in your service, in your life, in, what, in everything you're doing, that it's going to launch you into something fresh and a new abundant life that you haven't seen before, that it can be your best year yet. Amen? Say it, with a little, say it like you believe it. This can be your best year yet. Amen? So good. So good. Now, Another, another area that we can kind of need a service, that we can need a checkup, is in the area of, I guess what you could call complacency. And so, are you complacent in what God has said to you? Are you complacent? Now, someone that kind of grew complacent uh, is someone that I can relate to in the Bible, Mr. Samson. I'm not going to pull my hair out because of it, but you know, Samson, he had the long hair, I have the long hair, he had the big muscles, I have the big muscles, you know... Me and him, I'm created in his image. No, no, that's, that's, that, that sounds, that, that was a joke. I'm not created, I'm God's image. Amen, Holy Spirit. That was a joke. Uh, but Samson, everyone knows the story of Samson, but Samson was born, uh, God chose him as, you know, they were under the rule of the, the Philistines and God chose him to be someone to kind of come against them. And so he was born, they said, not to, uh, not to shave his head, not to cut his hair. And the story goes that, you know, he does this stuff, he puts some torches on some poor foxes and they, they light up a field of, of the Philistines and everything like that. But he has this strength and it says that every time they, they talk in the Bible about his great like feats of strength, it says that uh, God filled him. It says that God's spirit filled him and that's when he kind of had these big miraculous things happen where like, you know, he got the, the jaw of the donkey and he killed a whole bunch of them. The, God filled him. God was using this man in an incredible way. God was doing something great in his life and had a great calling for him. But then even Samson, this man who had been used in such like a, a physical way, like you could see that God was using him. It was miraculous. But even Samson, when some desires, when some kind of things came into his life, you know, maybe a lack of self-control when it came to Delilah. You know, he, he had this woman uh, and then and she was trying to find out uh, what, what his secret was. And I don't, for the life of me, maybe someone who knows the Bible really, really well can explain it to me. But Samson just seems dumb. Like every time I read it, 
She asked you like three or four other times and they came in every time and tried that thing. Maybe, Kent Fennell, maybe I can talk to you afterwards. Maybe I get a meeting with Pastor Fred or something like that. Like, what is the reason? Why was he so dumb? He got the big muscles. Maybe I can relate to him on that level or something. I don't know. But like, how did he not get it? How did he not put two and two together? But there we go. He was blinded by Delilah. Man, she must have been the best looking woman on earth. I don't know, something like that. And he told her, and then that was his downfall. Now, in his life, that area, maybe the little noise, maybe the little shaking, he did get the warnings is that they came in and they tried it every time on him. Uh, but that was his area of self-control and maybe uh, that was something that he had. Now he does get reconciled. He does have his moment, his big uh, going out in burning flames and you know, for God, he pulls down the pillars and he kills them all like that. But maybe you, when you were younger or recently or even last year or the year before, you had a moment with God where God called you, God filled you, God did something great at you and that's amazing and you love that. But maybe, you know, you had that moment and it was great, six months, man, that was a cool moment. Yeah, that was really great when God did that. That's really getting me going. Maybe a year later, that was really cool. Then maybe 2020 happened, you're like, yep, that happened. Wasn't that great back when that happened? But maybe you're growing a little complacent with that feeling of God. Maybe you're not pursuing God in what he wants you to do and his calling. And tonight, another thing, not only are we gonna come forward and look at those small things, but I want us to pursue God for 2020. I want us to, to be taking those steps forward. I want us to be hungering after God. God, what do you want me to do this year? God, what are you calling me to do? Don't just sit back and wait for him. Don't, let's not just sit back and say, hey God, uh, it's real cool that you want me to do stuff in life. Um, I can't wait for you to, you know, bring that person to me and ask them, get them to ask where church is or something like that. Like, let's be on the front foot tonight. Let's take a step forward into what God has for us. Are you passionate about it? Are you pursuing it in what God wants you to do? Or are you just kind of complacent and you're happy with, you know, that great encounter you had with God in youth camp in 2005? Or are you tonight wanting to get a fresh filling? I know that this, so where this is coming from is on Friday night when God was moving, there was Oh my goodness, there's, there's nothing like it. There's nothing like when God is moving in a room and I, it challenged me. I was like, I need to pursue God. To, as a youth pastor, I need to be chasing God so closely to be able to lead this and I was convicted and I'm being a bit honest and transparent. I'm like, if I'm gonna lead this and I'm gonna do this, I'm gonna be pushing closer to God every single day. But that's not just for youth pastors because no not all of us can be youth pastors. But in your life, if you're gonna do what God wants you to do, you need to pursue God every day. You need to seek God first every single day. You can't be complacent in what you have. You can't think that... The, the old days was when you had your encounters. Tonight is when you can have your encounter. Tomorrow is when you can have your encounter. Our chasing of God is an everyday thing, our daily bread. It's a daily thing. And so tonight, if we, I can have the band up, we're going to pursue God. We're gonna service ourselves. We're gonna look to God and say, God, what do I need to have service? What do I need to have changed, Father? Lord, I wanna live for you. I wanna live and have those fruit of the Spirit. But also, I wanna pursue you, God. I wanna use that life. I wanna be able to pursue you in the calling you have for me. I don't wanna live off the old wine. I want the new wine. I want the fresh calling so that I can do something for your kingdom. Do you wanna do something for God's kingdom? Do you wanna do something for God tonight? I hope you do. I hope you do. I hope you don't wanna live an average life. I hope you don't wanna live just a slightly above average life. I hope you wanna step into that abundant life. Uh, the, what I've been saying is from the message version, just larger, bigger than anything you could ever dream of, a life bigger than you can dream of. You can step into that tonight. Uh, as we come into this time of worship, as we come into this time of ministry, if you wanna step into this abundant life, 
we have there two things. We have, if you want to step into an abundant life, the calling. If you want to pursue God with everything you have. If you want to have that heart service. If you know that there's things in your life, well, let me challenge you, even if you don't know there's things in your life, but we all have it. If you want to ask God, God, what do I need a service? What do I need to change? We're going to open up the altar. And I don't want you to, once again, be complacent. I don't want you to take a back seat. I want you to take a front foot and I want you to step forward as we come into this time of ministry right now. So would you all stand to your feet? 